My name is Jeremy Devins, and this is the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast, December 7th, 2020 Weekly Horoscope. And today, I'm actually going to be talking a bit about some fascinating things that Vedic Astrology helped me see coming to fruition. But just by looking at patterns throughout time, we can see how these things play out. And there's been some phenomenal, amazing things that have happened in the past couple months based on some of the predictions I made with Rahu and K2 that I want to share with you all. And we'll talk about the events coming up this week from this Monday to the following Monday in our Vedic Astrology horoscope. So before we start, you can check out mindfulnewyear.com. The recordings are up now. It's still a good time to plan for the new year. It's going to stay up there until early January. So if you want to check it out, you can check it out at mindfulnewyear.com and plan your year with Vedic Astrology, Yoga, and Ayurveda and make routines for you and all of the major transits. I give you a whole calendar of every transit coming up in 2021 in the big overview and themes. And there's options as well to get week or monthly uh, accountability horoscopes and, and check-ins and sign-by-sign horoscopes, get more in-depth. And there's an option to get a reading in there as well which essentially is the lowest price that you can get an astrology reading for with that program. So mindfulnewyear.com is where you can learn all about that. And then soon, next week, I will have an announcement about the Vedic Astrology membership that will be open for enrollment. And that's where you can get the sign-by-sign horoscopes. This is separate from Mindful New Year, but if you get Mindful New Year, you can get that as well at a discounted rate. Uh, but this will have weekly episodes that go more in depth to different topics of astrology and we'll be doing some research together. I'll be sharing sort of behind the scenes of how I do my research so you can do it as well. So this is for people who want to know, if you want to know more about your horoscope and really in-depth detail about what the sun in Pisces means for you or sun in Scorpio. And we'll go sign by sign through different things like that. And in the horoscopes, I'll have sign by sign horoscopes. So a little in-depth approach to you know how all the transits are affecting you week by week if you know your rising and or moon sign. So that's coming next week. More information on that soon. And the last thing I want to share is the mentorship I'm doing. I'm working with some amazing people right now, one-on-one, helping them learn astrology. So this is something I'm not going to be offering forever, and it will eventually turn into some sort of course and training and certification, but right now it's one-on-one mentorship. So a lot of my time as I'm developing this program, so if that's something you want to learn, how to read charts, how to do this professionally, you can email me, jeremy at quietmind.yoga, and we can work out that and find if that's a good fit for you and me. If I think that's you know something you really want to take on, we'll talk about it. Uh, but eventually there will be a course for that down the road. But right now it's just one-on-one. All right, so today I really want to talk about what has developed with this Rahu and K2 transit. And I've been keeping up with this and kind of collecting these notes, but this most recent one with the Apple new chip and their new computer, some of you might have seen this. Apple put out some new computers recently. And of course, every time there's a new upgrade, new computers, new phones, there's a lot of hype And it's like, of course, things are faster and better and new and improved. Uh, But this improvement is a giant leap. This is massive change. This is not just a little upgrade and some hype. All the hype in their promotion is true. And they talk about things being like two times faster, battery life like days longer on their laptops. It's true. And all these reviews have been coming out on YouTube over the past couple weeks. And I've shared in the show notes 
a link to a video that sums it up really well and shows how phenomenal this is. And as you go back to my Rahu and Ketu episode, I talked about how there will be massive breakthroughs in technology. Because we go through history when these Rahu and Ketu transits have happened, every 18 years, they get back to where they're exalted right now. So right now, as I'm recording this in December 2020, Rahu and Ketu, Rahu's in Taurus, Ketu's in Scorpio. So that's affecting all of us right now, and that's happening this week as well, and it's continuing for several more months. But when that kicked in in uh, late September, I talked about how there would likely be major technological breakthroughs. And one of those breakthroughs in history was the transistor, which is essentially what makes our computers and technology and phones and iPads possible. So the transistor is, is essentially... You know, I don't even know too much about it. I'm not a big tech nerd, but but I know it's basically what makes the computers possible. And just doing some more research on this, understanding them more, the average CPU now, the computer processing unit, that's like the main thing that runs the computer, the average one has 300 million transistors now. Now the most, one of the more high-end, not the most, but one of the most high-end uh, processors that has been recently used in the Apple computers had up to 3 billion transistors. That's a 10-core i7 processor. And every couple of years, you can see, and you see in this uh, view, this video I, I link to and recommend you check out, you can see the, the growth of these processors. Every couple of years, maybe uh, another couple million transistors, uh, and it's slowly but steadily growing. But the way Apple has developed their new chip, it's just leaps and bounds and is now... 16 billion transistors. So it's not what didn't go from 3 billion to 4 billion and went from 3 billion to 16 billion transistors in the M1. So it's not just a little bit faster, it's insanely faster. And they even compare there's all these videos on YouTube now comparing the high-end $15,000 Mac Pro. That's the top of the line computer they were just selling they're selling it right now still. They they've been selling it and and uh, now it's it's getting totally obliterated by this little $800 Mac Mini because of the new processor. So essentially, what would have cost you just a couple weeks ago $15,000, now you can buy for $800. This is massive, massive breakthrough in technology and computers. So even if you're not a big tech nerd, even if you don't really care about that, even if you don't know anything to do with tech, Basically, everybody's computers are getting extremely fast now, and that's going to lead to major breakthroughs in how we use computers, which we can't even really con can really understand or fathom right just quite yet. Uh, but when we have this increased speed and power, it's going to lead to even more breakthroughs over time. So really amazing time and amazing breakthrough. And if you watch that video, I recommend, highly recommend it. It shows the sort of progress of Apple's chips in their phones and how their phones are what led to the, this processor breakthrough in the computers and the sort of trajectory that it's on. And it's, it's really cool stuff. So it's an interesting time to be alive and it's a major breakthrough for technology and very exciting and very cool. And that's the kind of stuff that happens with Rahu in Taurus and K2 in Scorpio. They're always opposite and they always move together. They're the nodes of the moon. And it's every 18 years. And it's, we've had things like the CD be created during this time, the motion picture. So, so it's a very interesting time, very powerful uh, transit for technology. 
And of course, there are some processes that are faster on the $15,000 computer. There must be at least some things. And there are some things, but for the majority of uses, and even for professional uses, like doing extremely uh, high quality video editing, things like this, it's the, the cheap $800 computer does just fine and sometimes even better. And many times, most of the time, better than the $15,000 computers. So really amazing stuff. So that's one example of this Rahu and K2 Transit. Another I've talked about is how there would be these developments in Homeland, homeland Security, because we've seen major developments with that throughout history, uh, this transit. And we do now have in October, to, in October 20th, 2020, the Department of Homeland Security launched the new Center for Countering Human Trafficking. So there's an expansion and growth and development of the Homeland Security much needed. And uh, there's an article I share with that in the show notes. And not exactly related. So I talked about how there would be developments in aviation and homeland security uh, separately. But a way that kind of brings them together that I didn't foresee is this development of Space Force. So Space Force was created a year ago and has, has been kind of criticized of like, well, what is it? What, you know, what exactly is this? And it's essentially like a branch of the military, which is a form of security. So I wasn't quite on the mark with that, but it's a new development. And, and they started to swear in their first recruits. So, so far it's been sort of a branch of the military and taking people from the Air Force. But on October 20th, 2020, also, they swore in their first recruits. So they've got their first people who are specifically assigned to Space Force. And they created their first uh, field command center. So it's essentially becoming its own thing now. And a lot of the articles you read about, it's like this huge development for space exploration and security in space. What does that mean? Does that mean there's aliens trying to attack us? I don't know, uh, potentially. But if there is, now we're starting to have a branch of the military to protect us from, I guess, space invaders. So uh, it's a real thing and it's happening. And that was also October 21st, that article. You can check that out. So protecting our homeland of the planet Earth from invaders. And then, of course, another example of this exploration or expansion of aviation, uh, and again, a way I didn't quite foresee, but SpaceX. So space travel has been huge with this transit. And they launched their first mission recently with a crew. So they've done a lot of uh, tests of being able to uh, shoot a rocket up into the air and then land it back down for reusable rockets. There's been a lot of work, a lot of missions. If you just look up SpaceX's YouTube channel, and I've got a link to this as well, uh, they've, they've done a ton of different missions and they've just been uh, really doing a ton of work over this past year. And this is a huge one. And like the article uh, that I share they talk about, you know, what, with this milestone, NASA and SpaceX have changed the historical arc of human space transportation. And this is the kind of thing that might not seem like a huge deal right now, but we'll look back in 20 years and say that was a massive turning point in human space travel. So very interesting, again, very interesting time to be alive. And this is Rahu Exalted, K2 Exalted. And that continues all the way until March 2022. So we've still got a lot more developments to come with that. And I'll be sharing as we go through the weeks ahead. But for this particular week, 
a lot of stuff is going to stay the same. Of course, the moon keeps moving. But then we have Venus moving into Scorpio on Thursday the 10th. And then we end this week on Monday the 14th with a new moon and a solar eclipse and a big pile up in Scorpio. So we're moving towards this Scorpio energy all of this week. Venus is finishing up in Libra this first part of the week. So Venus and Libra, very harmonious, beautiful placement, great place for Venus to be, great for relationships, great for connecting to what you love, creating harmony and beauty in your life and connecting to the arts, music, play, creativity, performance, things that you love to do, entertainment. But now it's moving into Scorpio in the middle of the week. So Venus and Scorpio is not the most positive placement for it. And it's going to be there with the Sun, Mercury, and K2. And we're going to have that new moon there on the 14th. The moon is considered debilitated when it's in Scorpio. And Venus is considered to be in an enemy sign. The Sun is considered to be in a neutral sign. And Mercury is an enemy sign. So all these things are pretty negative influences, but K2 is exalted. So that's very positive, but K2 itself represents a more malefic energy of cutting things away and taking away what is no longer serving us. As I mentioned in the previous episode about the whole month, this is a month of letting go of what no longer serves us. Is it a behavior? Is it a pattern? Is it a relationship, a job, a career path? Some part of your life that is no longer serving you is really coming to fruition in the forefront towards the end of this week. So right now, in the beginning of the week, if they've, there's things out of harmony and disharmony in your home, things you want to beautify, maybe improve, home improvements, getting some plants, getting some fresh air in your home, whatever you want to do to really utilize this last bit of this Venus and Libra transit, if it's picking up an old instrument you haven't played in a while, singing songs. One thing for me I've done is come back to my vocal scales. I used to do vocal lessons. Maybe my voice sounds a little better, I don't know, but for me it feels clearer and something I kind of fell away from. Uh, before I do my podcasts now, in the past couple of weeks, I've been using these vocal scales to warm up. And it just, for me, it brings me back to when I was younger and making music and doing my vocal lessons. Uh, so there's a sweetness to that for me, but it also just helps my voice feel clearer and my voice feel more harmonious and hopefully more ple pleasing to the ear, more pleasant to listen to. Uh, so that's one example of you know, Venus and Libra kind of energy, but it also represents the scales. Libra is the scales of justice, of balancing what's fair and right. This could be financial, balancing your checkbook. This could be balancing your time with your work and your play, your self, time for yourself and others, what's fair and right for you. Libra can be a little bit too selfless at times and giving too much to others. So if you've been in that rut, maybe finding some time for self-care. This is another way I've worked with this energy myself of prioritizing self-care more, doing things that I really, even if it's just for five minutes, like soaking my feet in hot water, the little you know foot tub thing with some Epsom salts. That uh, only takes a few minutes to, to do. And you know, it's the kind of things like self-care sometimes feels like we don't have time or don't feel motivated. I was just talking to a friend. It's like, you know, I need, I know I need to wind down and slow down, but I don't feel motivated to do that. 
And that's the sort of uh, contradiction of it is we're not going to feel motivated to do something that is almost the antithesis of motivation, right? To let go, to rest, to do restorative yoga, to meditate, to sit still, to breathe. Those things are all on the parasympathetic nervous system side of things, slowing down. And that's not to do with desire or passion or feeling motivated. That's the opposite end of the spectrum. So it requires a sort of detachment of letting go, softening. And when Venus moves into K2 now and moves into Scorpio with K2 towards the end of this week, there is this, you know, if you're not ready to let something go, it will be taken away sort of thing that happens with the universe, especially with K2. And this new moon and this solar eclipse, it's like a huge portal. Anytime we go through the eclipses, it's a portal you can't go back from. So your life is moving in a new direction and it's what we make of it. Sometimes it's very painful and challenging and mentally we can say this is wrong or bad. This shouldn't be, this is not right. And that makes it worse, right? And mentally we can also say, there's a lesson to learn here. This is not what I expected, but it's something new. It's what's happening and it's what's meant to be. How do I know? Because it's happening. So I trust that process and I trust the divine order of things that was able to grow my fingers just fine and beat my heart just fine and get me to be born just fine and grow my hair and all these things that are happening uh, involuntarily that we're not in conscious control of unfathomable amounts of things that we cannot control. The only thing we really can control is what we choose to focus our mind on. We can't even control what thoughts we think. Impossible. Try sitting in meditation and stopping your thoughts. It doesn't happen. But what does happen is we get to choose which ones we want to focus our attention on. So this transit is telling us that there's something in our life that needs to be taken away for our personal growth and development. Things need to change and it doesn't mean that it's bad. We can choose to make it mean that it's bad, or we can choose to make it mean that it's somehow for our personal growth in service of our evolution and development as humans and service to others. And that's ultimately why all of this stuff happens so we can be of better service to others and in better service to what wants to be expressed through our physical form in our limited, finite human lives. So this transit is a portal to go through it's like a birthing process in a way. It's a little painful, uh, but it's necessary. And uh, for you, you want to look where Scorpio is in your chart to see where this is happening. If Scorpio is your rising sign, this is on all levels, massive change in your whole life. Big transit you're going through through your whole life. Big energy. So if this is in your career house, ten, the 10th tenth house of career, this is going to do with your career. If it's in your sixth house of health, this could be massive transformation in your health. Maybe you've had health issues for a while and now this transit is taking those away. And it could be the other way as well, where maybe a health issue is coming into your life if you have Scorpio in the sixth house. And again, all things are here for our service and growth. If they're challenging and uh, bring delays and setbacks as Saturn and Capricorn has been doing since all the way the beginning of this year, that is also a lesson. There's opportunity for growth in all situations. So I encourage you to find that opportunity for growth. Find the spiritual lesson in the experience and see what you can make the most of this experience. What do you want to create going through this transit? In general, anytime there's a new moon is a good time for new intentions, for setting intentions. But we've, that's still a week away. So we're not quite there yet. We're still 
in this transit towards that. So that's what's coming up at the end of this week. But for now, this week, and as you go through this transit early next week, I encourage you to, again, prioritize self-care, doing things that nourish you, and cutting away the things that you know you can let go of, cleaning out the closets if you haven't already. Uh, if you don't love it, put it in the pile of maybe. And if you do love it, you put it back where, you know, where you're using it or it's some sort of some way adding to your life. But if it's not adding to your life, if it's draining energy, when you look at it and you feel worse, if it brings back bad memories, consider donating it, selling it, putting it in the maybe pile and then reviewing it in a couple weeks, maybe at the full moon towards the end of the month. So that's you know, an option of how to work with this energy. But for this particular week right now, I encourage you to kind of lay low, kind of be easy on yourself, be gentle on yourself, so when we get towards the middle of this week and then all the way to Monday next week, it's it's a tough time, right? All that negative energy, the enemy energy, the debilitation of the moon, that that's short-lived, right? Everything is going to move a couple of days later. But this whole week, all the way through Monday next week, just be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people. Seek to understand. If you get into conflict with others, you know, seek to find harmony and balance in yourself so you can bring that into your relationships and your dealings with others. And if things are being taken away that you feel like it's out of your control, well, you can find the perspective that really the majority of everything is out of your control. And all we get to choose is what we choose to focus our attention on. And we don't even get to choose like how our hair grows or how our heart beats, right? We can have some influence on those things, but ultimately it's out of our control. And most things are, including this transit. So uh, if there's some conscious choice of separation, change, loss, transformation that you can create for yourself, awesome. If you know you need to make those things, I encourage you to take the mindful, intentional step to make those changes that you know are necessary. If you're not sure though, do meditation, get help, get counseling, therapy. This is a great time for therapy, deep transformational work, meditation, yoga, deep spiritual work. This is a Scorpio energy, very deep, very transformative, very powerful. Great for getting in touch with your sensuality and sexuality as well. In the senses, having nice sense in the home, in increasing the passion in your intimate relationship if you are in an intimate relationship. It's powerful. It can be extreme. It can be destructive, but it brings us deeper into our sense of self and what is true and right for us into our deeper layers of emotion underneath the surface, which might be hard to get to with the moon debilitated, but it's in there and there's lessons to be learned if we only call them out. And that could be as simple as a little time to write your intentions for this new moon period. It could be as simple as having time for self-care, taking a bath, taking a walk, getting a massage, these sort of things. But I encourage you to make the most of this energy it's challenging. People, you know, that aren't following astrology, aren't living mindful lives, they're more likely to tend towards the negative side of this, of being extremely emotional and being destructive. And that's okay. And focused on survival, right? And maybe fighting and all this conflict with the politics. It's always going to be there. That's okay. People being very passionate, right? We don't need to take sides. We don't need to get involved. We don't need to make other people wrong to validate our experience, we are true and right and valid in ourselves, and so are they. They are pure expressions of the divine, just like we are. And we can see that underneath all the layers of identity that we put on top of it. So we connect to that in ourselves. We can connect to that in others. 
and we can go through this transformation towards more growth and expansion and optimism and hope because Jupiter is debilitated, then we need all the hope we can get right now. Uh, there are some cancellations, so that helps. Uh, but just with the Rahu and K2 transit alone, like I mentioned at the beginning, this is a powerful transformative time and we can seek to make the most of it by how we interpret it. So I hope you found this helpful. Again, you can check out mindfulnewyear.com or you can sign up for the review process for 2020 to plan for 2021. It's really awesome. We had some amazing people go through it from around the world. Very cool to do that process and it's all available. You can watch it right now, instant access mindfulnewyear.com. And if you want to work one-on-one -on -one with me and you want to learn how to be an astrologer, I've got some limited space for that. So reach out, Jeremy at quietmind.yoga. We can see if that's a good fit. And then next week, the fun announcement about the new membership with the sign-by-sign -sign horoscope. So if you're a Scorpio rising, I can talk about very specific how this affects you. It just takes a long time to do all 12 of the signs. So it's going to be in the membership so I can uh, be compensated for my time, invest, invest my energy really fully into it, and put in some extra lessons as well. It comes through a podcast feed just like this, but there'll be extra lessons like what does Sun and Scorpio mean? What does Sun and Aries mean? And go through all the planets and signs over the months and years to come, which again, just takes a long time. Uh, but I want to do that in depth and I want to make it really valuable and an awesome community and provide a lot of value. So that'll be coming out next week with information about that. Hope you have a great week and uh, look forward to sharing more with you soon on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.